0: It was a crazy idea. Bring a group of people together to write an inspirational book about success in a weekend. If there were 20 people contributing, the editor would be happy. More than 70 did. They worked with the suggested themes of career, finance, and relationships, and were asked to keep entries to 200 words or less. That's more difficult than it sounds. They embraced the challenge to provide readers with many doses of inspiration, whether read in one sitting or one before bed each night. They submitted their pieces within a tight timeline. They took part in a two hour editing marathon and watched as their writing was reviewed and polished to shine even brighter. They cheered with every update and marveled at their own ability. These authors are success stories in themselves. Now we share. With you, the results of that weekend, the inspirational essays, narratives, and insights about success in relationships, career, finances, and life. Our intention with this book is to empower and uplift you, too, to be your better self and let your success shine. My name is Donna Kozik, and today I am happy to interview three of the contributing authors to Success is Yours Uh, Before I do, just a moment about how this project came about and worked out. Actually, this is perfect because this is Gratitude Friday that we are recording this podcast, and I have so many people that I am grateful for, uh, for their contributions to this project, including Clark Kenyon. He is my formatter, and he formatted the book for Kindle. Also, Gregory Hoffmaster, who designed the book cover and promo packs. Thank you so much, Greg. My publishing manager, Jamie Gifford, who got the uh, book up on Amazon Kindle and also uh, added all the author names to the description, so they're all included, and it's just great to see. So the people who uh, really also added a little bit above and beyond, especially when it came to our group proofreading, uh, that included Peggy Lee Hansen and Margie Lang. And then also, it's the technology that really helps make this happen. So a shout-out to Instant Teleseminar, Anchor FM, and, of course, Amazon's Kindle product. Last but not least, all the authors who put it on the line to be in this book, who joined me for this wild writing weekend that we had. Uh, thank you so much, and I am so proud of you. All right, so today I'm interviewing three of the contributing authors and uh, our first one is Doria Musaga and Doria's essay is called Being the Best Caregiver You Can Be. She starts out with a quote from Heidi Hanna that says life has natural rhythms of ups and downs, flat lines are deadly. She writes, "Everyone knows how you become successful in anything. You set smart goals, you have an action plan, implement your plan with dog-like tenacity." and revisions along the way. You persist, focus, work like the dog with the bone. What happens then when life deals you a blow of unimaginable proportion? That event, like the death of a child, brings to a screeching halt your climb to the life of success, undoes the plans of the most determined, bringing them to their knees literally and figuratively. It makes you pray and walk to a new, different drumbeat. You redefine success in career, family, spiritual life, You look for new meaning in everyday activities. You clarify your purpose as a member of humanity. And Doria writes, to be able to bounce back from adversity, one must use the tools for success you already have, plus emotional fortitude, strong support systems, being able to ask for help along the way. Be kind to yourself as you march on to be the best you that you can be because every breath is a second chance. That's a Switchfoot lyric submitted by Elizabeth Joy Musaga. And then Doria concludes by saying, make some good out of this event so the world is a better place for you having visited. Absolutely. Doria, thank you so much for taking part in the book and for submitting this essay.
1: Oh, that is so, I I listened to that and I'm thinking, did I write that? Uh, It just, it it brings, it, it just, it's like I didn't write that, but I did. Uh, And I'm thinking of success in, you know, the way society defines it. And it may not be what we think it is. Success should be a personal decision.
0: Yeah. And I want to ask you about that, how that definition of success really changed for you throughout the years. How did that work for you?
1: Well, getting older, and I'm a little bit older than I was 40 years ago. So getting older really with life events makes you change it, absolutely. You have to go with the flow. You have to to then decide that what is success for you may not be success for somebody else. So other people's definition of success definitely, it should not be what you use to define your success. Otherwise, you go about life unhappy and not really making it. Right. So I would say Absolutely. So I would say, yes.
0: It it is and it's something I think that comes, you know, older and wiser, but it changes your definition of success and even achievement and goals and what you decide are important to you, your values, all of that. And that's I think one of the beauties of life is to become more uh make it more three dimensional and robust in those areas and, and your view of them. Now I saw a familiar name in your essay, Elizabeth Joy Musaga. Uh, tell me about those song lyrics.
1: Uh, Elizabeth Joy is 20 years old right now. Uh, the reason she wrote that was because uh, and this life-changing event that I mentioned in this in this little write-up here is because my older daughter, who is who was a, who is her younger her older sister, passed away with leukemia. And I was really on this trajectory. I had a plan. I had a goal. I was just going about life. She was happy, and everything was going well. And then, boom, here comes this disease, and then she passes away. But before she left, she said, let me give you. I said, oh, I want to write a book. She said, well, write a book about being the best caregiver you can be. And she gave me an outline. So when she passed away at the memorial, Elizabeth had this thing, a quote that she actually had tattooed on her body. I don't know about tattoos. I'm too old for that. But she said, you know, she said, uh, every breath is a second chance. And I mm-hmm. thought, wow, that is profound. She was 15 at the time. So for her to even think about that, um, you know, yeah. or to come up with that, that was profound.
0: Yeah. The young people, the definitely the wisdom can come from them as well. And that line, every breath is a second chance. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful, beautiful line. Uh, Switching gears a little bit, Doria, what did you like best about writing your piece for this project and taking part in Success is Yours?
1: Uh I'll tell you, this is – it it kind of – I found out something about myself because I think it was 10 minutes before closing time when we had to have this this in, that I pushed the button, click, and send this in. And so maybe that's what I need, you know, something short-term, Give you one day to write this book. You have to do have it done in a day. Give me a year and it will take me a year to do it. But this just taught me, my God, did I get this done in two days? I wasn't, I, I it just, I, I was, I surprised myself. Right. So, uh, yes. That's... It was... Oh, go ahead. No, I thought so this was just some, I found out something about myself.
0: Yeah, give me, a give me
1: a Yeah,
0: you're so right. You know, give me a year, it'll take me a year. <laughs> give me two days, it'll take me two days. One of the other authors told me she's like, I only think you gave us one day, and I'm like, I don't think so. I don't know, maybe. But it's like, well, then it takes you one day. <laughs> so get to get it done. So that's the way it works. And uh, Doria, tell us. So uh, first of all, where are you calling from? And I and I uh, detect a little accent. Uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself from that aspect?
1: Yeah. Yes. I was born in Cameroon, that's in West Africa. went to nursing school over there, but then came here and went to the University of Alabama where I got my degree in nursing again, and then moved to the Washington, D.C. area where I worked in a hospital for 30 years, again, until when my daughter got sick, I quit nursing and started doing senior care. Uh, actually, before I quit nursing, I decided I would do um, my retirement plan would be to have my own business. I've always wanted I'm an, an entrepreneur at heart. So I had a home health care agency uh taking care of seniors in their home, which is still my love. Um and so that's why I'm in Columbia, Maryland right now. Actually in Annapolis uh, because I I have a meeting in Annapolis. So
0: I'm oh, calling I you see. from
1: Annapolis. Yes.
0: I see. And uh I know that caregiving is uh a a a passion, we'll say, of yours is kind of part of your life calling, and all the years that you've put into it. And I know that you uh, can are a real good resource for people and can answer questions and talk about the different stages of and how to think about it. So, excellent, Doria. Where can people find you?
1: They can Facebook. My Facebook page is just uh, facebookofcourse.com dot com forward slash Doria Musaga. That's the easiest yes. way to find me. Then I can give you all other ways of connecting with me.
0: Fantastic. Yes, yes, you can. All right. Thank you so much, Doria. I appreciate it. And let me spell that out for you, in case you're interested. In, to contact Doria, you go to Facebook.com forward slash D O R I A M, as in Mary. U S A G A. Doria Masaga. Thank you so much, Doria. All right. Next up, we have my friend Robin McKillop. And Robin wrote about making it work when nothing is working. Excuse me. She starts off with a quote from Pele who says, Success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and love of what you are doing. And then Robin writes, What do you get when you put an extrovert, an introvert, and a wheelchair together? An amazing partnership, of course. I met my husband when I was 16, and he was 21. He was my boss. I was outgoing and impulsive. He was quiet and diligent. We were a great team. We still are, 32 years later. Of the battles we fought, dealing with the downside of multiple sclerosis has been the biggest. It's certainly the most enduring. MS put me in a wheelchair five years ago. I put myself in isolation. I did not want to deal with the world where I had limited freedom. I told Don he had the option of leaving because he didn't sign up for this. He replied, neither did you. He offered support when he needed to and waited for me to figure it out. Together, we have beaten the insidious of of MS and I have come back to whom I've always been, maybe a little better. And then Robin concludes by saying, life is hard work, perseverance, learning, and sacrifice. We don't get to choose what happens day to day, but if you commit and love, you will succeed. Robin, thank you so much for being here.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: Quite a story that you tell there and, you know, share with us uh, two really important parts about yourself uh, with EMS and dealing with that and then also with your marriage and uh dawn and your and your relationship. So, uh a really moving and interesting piece that you wrote for the book. I was curious about what you think the secret ingredient is that makes the relationship work with your husband.
2: The one in one word, it's commitment. We made a decision way back when that we were it for each other. And That is the central point when things go wrong because we can't control what happens around us. We can only control what we do or how we act or what we say. And so commitment was really the bedrock of this relationship blossoming, even after I just became a a nightmare, to, to be honest. I mean, Having everything taken away physically was a nightmare for me, and yeah. he somehow he somehow persevered and I have to tell you when you read that, it brought tears to my eyes, and I'm not a tearful person.
0: <laughs> I know we're both very like head down, get it, get it done kind of people <laughs> and uh yeah, but you wrote just a beautiful piece here was this the part that did you have a story that you wanted to share, or was it with um something with a later question
2: no it was really about just committing to each other I mean I didn't I was at the point because we've known each other a long time but we didn't really start dating until nine years after we had been friends Mm -hmm. and I had made a decision for myself that's and I said you know, I've been dating these morons. I am going to stay single for the rest of my life because I can't find anyone who's who's quality and lo and behold, we reconnected after a couple of years and boom it was that was it <laughs>
0: oh wow that's that's really interesting and it sounds like you're definitely a good match in personalities. I guess if you abide by that uh that saying that opposites attract in a bit because of how you describe (laughs) yourselves. So uh, now with your teaching and coaching work, what do you feel is the message you're looking to share uh, with others?
2: This happens to me and I know it happens to others when you just think your back is against the wall. You want to just stop the business, go back, get a job, or just bury yourself under the covers and really we just need to look forward and say you know what this is this is not the end this is not this is not the period at the end of the story there's another chapter and if we just look forward and commit to what we want we can do it
1: mhm
0: mhm yes Yeah, any, uh, you know, one of those uh, down moments and that really is an opportunity. It's like, well, you know, let's see what you're made of or how committed you are to what you want in life. So absolutely. And then uh, you're usually game for anything that I put out there. I have to say, do you remember the weekend specifically where this assignment came up and and, uh, what your reaction was?
2: Well, I was really excited about the idea because it was such a short time frame. And much like Doria said, you give me a year, it's going to take a year and a little longer. But if you tell me I have to have it in by 5 o'clock tomorrow night, I will commit to that and it will be in by 5 o'clock tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking the weekend was a busy one and I thought, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? But I I committed to it, I sat down, I wrote it, I let it come out. I had meant to write a business success story. But because I just said, I'm going to let it come, this is what I ended up with, and I think it was better.
0: I do, too. I do, too. I was just going to make the comment that you're a natural storyteller, and you're one of the few people who put it in first person. Uh, A few did, and you're one of them, but it really has that personal touch to it that uh, resonates, I think, with the reader. So you're good at this. You should do more of it.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I agree. I will do more of it. I will commit
0: to doing more. (laughs) All right. All right. Thank you, Robin. And where can people find you?
2: Uh, Go to my website, drrobinonline.com, and then you can either connect with me through social media from there or just send me a note via the contact page.
0: All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Robin. And Robin spells her first name R-O-B-Y-N. So it's doctor spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R and then R-O-B-Y-N online.com. Excellent. All right. Next up we have my friend Kelly Johnson. And Kelly... Uh, again, just so, so appropriate for Gratitude Friday because Kelly wrote about aging gratefully and that's the title of her piece and great is spelled G-R-E-A-T and then fully. And Kelly begins with a quote from Maya Angelou who says, success is liking yourself, liking what you do and liking how you do it. And then she writes, retirement equals a lot of free time. What are you doing with all the time you have on your hands? Are you home alone because you have survived your spouse and or friends? Are you unsure as to what you want to do with your life these days? Are you nervous about doing something new? Are you liking this life? Are you liking what you do? Are you liking how you do it? You want to love yourself and love your life enough to choose what is great for you. Social connections and friendships are vital to your health and safety, why take care of a whole house when a senior condo or a retirement community will do? Join a club, take a trip, or sign up for a class at your senior center. Go to your local mall and walk with other seniors. Take a dance class. Work on brain teasers and puzzles. Count your blessings because gratefulness is a powerful activity. Pursue something new to do in your newfound leisure time. Play and play some more. Pray or meditate, volunteer and contribute your talents to others who need you. And then Kelly ends with, Do this and you will find that you will age gratefully. And she also has a quote from George Bernard Shaw that says, We do not stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Kelly, welcome. So glad to have you here.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much, Donna.
0: So you wrote, you're a recreation therapist, and you wrote about something that you are familiar with and that it sounds like that you do in your daily life. What's usually the first question you have for a newly retired person?
3: Well, I meet folks that are um, have been retired for a long time. Some of them are brand new at retirement, and I always ask, well, first of all, I always say congratulations. You know, retirement's a great um, next step for everybody. A graduation of sorts, right? And um, I'll ask. So, what are your plans for now? You know, what's the next thing you're going to do? And uh, and then they share with me what their their plans are.
0: hmm Yeah. And then also, if they kind of have any questions, they're unsure. Sounds like you have lots of suggestions for them. Oh, I, I
3: do. Right? Um. Yep. Yep. Some. You know, some folks they're just not sure. Um. I've met some people that you know they were working pretty much all their lives, you know, working, um, maybe not a lot of time for leisure, and just not knowing what to do now with all of this time on their hands. And so um, just helping them to think about um, what their interests are, what do they enjoy doing when they were younger, um, what is something that they've never, um, they've always wanted to do but never had the chance to do it, and then now how do I find out where to do that or how to to find those resources. And that's where I can come in and help them with that
0: and uh, you are a recreation therapist how did you get into this line of work
3: Um, well it's funny I was thinking about that Um, I well I went to school I went to college and was uh, pursuing a different line uh, a different major and came across this uh, line of uh, study and um, recreation therapy is where we can take leisure and recreational opportunities and modify them for people with um, varying needs and abilities um, so, like, in, in regards to seniors, um, you have to, you know, slow things down a little bit. Maybe um, modify um, how you would do it based on maybe their um, abilities with regards to um, walking, um, you know, whatever their needs might be. And, um, you know, I thought about it even as a kid, as a, the neighborhood babysitter, I was modifying and planning activities for like the whole neighborhood kids. So, I've kind of probably been doing this having fun, making uh, fun for everybody no matter what they could do and how they could play um, since I was, you know, young. So pretty much my whole life I've been doing this. So I really enjoy it. We do have a lot of leisure time, and sometimes we don't uh, really uh, get the most out of it.
0: Right, right, or make the most of it for sure.
3: Yeah.
0: And then uh, what did you like best about taking part in the Community Book Project?
3: I loved being a part of this group experience. I thought it was just such an unbelievable uh, time of challenge and um, just life-changing, I think, for everybody involved. Um, I love the challenge. We had to get this done, um, and I believe it was a day, because everything had to be done and uh, sent in, and you were going to look at it on Sunday for approval or something like that. And um, just giving that, give, giving us this deadline forced us to take that step. And I appreciated that. And um, I was excited. It just really got me excited just with the challenge of it and just being a part of a big group effort and, um, you know, just uh, being able to have this uh, synergy of, um, you know, great uh, contributions and success, you know, working together and making it something very special for others.
0: Yeah, it was it was a fun weekend and uh, it was. Yeah, I did I didn't realize that I was really telling you all. However, well, 200 words doesn't seem like a lot, but it can be a little bit more difficult. But you did a beautiful job with it, Kelly, and I think this well, is a you. really nice piece for people to think about uh, at any age, really, about mm-hmm. how to uh, make that leisure time meaningful. So, where can people find you?
3: Um, Well, they can reach me via my email, and I am working on a website, um, but my email is seniorendeavors at gmail.com, and my website should be up pretty soon, I'm hoping, uh, seniorendeavors.com.
0: Okay, fantastic. Thank you, Kelly, so much for uh, participating today, and thanks to uh, everyone and you, the listener, also for taking part. This is Donna Kozik, again, saying I'm grateful to Doria Musaga, Robin McKillop, and Kelly Johnson for talking with me, and thank you for listening. You can find out more about the book, Success is Yours, at booksbydonnakay.com, and also find out more about the Community Book Project at communitybookproject.com. If you're looking to write a book of your own, check out my free book planner at freebookplanner.com, and then Doria, Robin, Kelly, and I We'll see you in the bookstore.